0: fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthshare.com. CMF Curo. Healthcare fully alive.
1: Howdy, everybody. This is John Michael. Are you bringing the good news of Jesus Christ? Are you giving birth to the child of God and taking care of the family of God on the face of the earth? Guess what? It can be done. All things are possible with God. Come,
2: worship, Lord.
1: Howdy everybody, welcome back. We are looking in the Lover and the Beloved series at now the stage of daily life of evangelizing the church and the world. God knows we need to do both. We need to do both, don't we? So let's think about this. In the analogy, we've been we've experienced the spark of attraction to Jesus through grace then we've had dialogue through learning good doctrine about Faith and morality in the church and in the world. We've had that charismatic experience, that rapturous experience of the consummation of our marriage with Jesus. We've experienced the contemplative stage in afterglow. Well, what comes next? The next thing that happens is you got to get up the next day and take care of the family. See, if you've been, if you've consummated that marriage with Jesus, you've been impregnated. By the Holy Spirit You've grown fat with the fruit of the Spirit And you've given birth to children Those are called Christians Christos Christianus is the word for Christian Which comes from Christos, which means anointed You start giving birth to other folks Who are anointed the way Jesus is anointed And you become, as it were, a mother in Christ Well, you've got to take care of those kids That's work, isn't it? You got to wake up the next morning, you got to wake him up, you got to get the household together, you got to fix breakfast, you know, you take care of Jesus who's still there with you and then he runs off to work. Where did he go? Well, he ascended to the right hand of the Father. So we're taking care of the family while Jesus is seemingly away, see, but he's not away. You've consummated your marriage with Jesus. He's within you. He's within you. Wow. See, so this is all about evangelization, all about evangelization. So we, we give birth and we raise the family, we take care of the household. Well, Paul VI, Pope Paul VI, he says this, I love this, the church exists to evangelize. Wow, how about that? Yet yeah, we're actually on the face of the earth to do a mission, to bring a mission, to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. We're not here just to go through the preceding stages. We're not here just to learn about doctrine, about faith and morality. We're not here just to have that rapturous union with Jesus. We're not here just to have a contemplative experience. If that's all that that we were supposed to do, folks, you know what would happen? We go through those wonderful stages. They're important. You gotta have that relationship with Jesus. But once we had it, well he'd say, okay, you got it Bang, he'd knock you on the head with his little heavenly hammer and take you home Because the work is accomplished, the mission is accomplished No, he keeps us here because there's work to do, see So the church, the ecclesia in Greek, which means the gathering We are here with a mission And the mission is to bring the good news of Jesus to the whole world. Well, you know, there are some statistics. I give a little talk at parishes. I always start, I get them to say, all things are possible with God. Say that with me. All things are possible with God. And then I go, but here's the bad news. In the United States, only 17% of Catholics in America are still coming to church. Only 15% of our young people are still coming to church. Wow. If it were a denomination, the second-largest denomination in America would be non-practicing Catholics. There's 30 million of them. And 50% of the people sitting in the non-Catholic megachurches are non-practicing Catholics. Wow. So how do we get them back? Why do they go? They don't go because they're running away from good teaching. They don't go there because they're running away from the sacraments. They miss those things. They go there because they find engagement. Engagement. And this is what Pope Francis is calling us to. He says, I invite every Christian, that's you and me, at this very moment, that is right now, to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Wow. Take a moment. Say, me, you, right now, right now. Yes, Lord, I renew my relationship with you. Wow. Because here's the deal. You can't give what you don't have. If you don't possess, you can't give it away. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can't give a relationship with Jesus Christ to anybody. If you're not evangelized, you can't evangelize. So the preceding steps are important because that evangelizes us. Well, let's take a look at some of these words for evangelization, for For good news, if you're going to bring the good news, the word is euangelion. The word eu means good, and angelion means message. It comes from another Greek word, angelos, which means angel, which means messenger. So we become good messengers of a good message. And we have kera in Greek, which means joy. As we bring the good news, we bring it. That's why Pope Francis, his first apostolic exhortation was the joy of the gospel. You've got to bring joy to a world that's sad and discouraged and depressed. We've got to bring the positive to a world that is negative. Now, this, this commission, as it were, was given by Jesus, and you're going to see it was given to the apostles as special leaders, it was also given to all the disciples. So in Matthew 28 he says, "'Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age.'" Wow. That was given to the twelve. And in Luke 9, 1 through 6. When he sends them out the first time, he gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. He sent them proclaiming the kingdom of God to heal the sick. He said, take nothing for your journey, not a walking stick, nor a sack, no food. Don't take money and let no one among you even have a second tunic. You got to be available. You got to travel light through this life. Whatever house you enter, stay and leave from there. And as you go, and as those who do not welcome you, When you leave the town, shake the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they set out from village to village, spreading the good news. And we know that this was given to the apostles. And Paul continues it in Ephesians. He gave us apostles, others prophets, others evangelists, and pastors and teachers to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry. But it was also given to all of us. In Luke 9, he gives almost an identical mission not only to the apostles who are leaders, but to all Christians Christians are just called disciples So we have the discipline of a disciple We follow the way of Jesus Listen to this, he says He appointed 72 others and sent them ahead of him in pairs To every town and place he intended to visit They were his PR guys <laughs> you know, They went to a town before Jesus got there to get the town ready See? He says, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for the harvest. Go on your way. And here it sounds the same. I'm sending you like lambs among wolves, carry no money, no sack, no sandals, greet no one along the way. See? So it begins to sound the same. That's for all of us. We do this through speech, don't we? So, in the first epistle of Peter, he says, Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. But do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear. We also do it through lifestyle. Second Corinthians 3, 2 and 3. You are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by all, shown to be a letter of Christ, administered by us, written not in ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of your heart. So our life becomes a message. Are you living the good news just by being The countenance. Are you filled with love and joy and peace? Are you just as bummed out as the rest of the world? That's why Jesus says, before they go out to bring the gospel, He says, wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with the power. The word in Greek is dunamis, the dynamite of God. Some of us, you know, the, the spiritual river of our life is clogged up. That power of the Spirit gets us... Unclogged. Do you ever feel a little spiritually clogged up? (laughs) So you gotta get for the power of the Spirit to unclog you so that you begin, the river of living waters, begin to flow out into the desert. There are people out there in the desert dying of thirst. Bring the water of the Spirit of God to them today. Let's come back and look at these things a little more deeply. I love you guys. All things are possible with God.
2: Holy Spirit, Lord of life, from the clear celestial height, thy pure beaming rays And will melt the froze and warm the chill, guide our steps when we go.
1: Welcome back everybody We're looking at daily life In our life with with Jesus The lover and the beloved How we are giving birth now To little Christ childs Little Christians And we have to take care of the family So we're going to be looking at some Franciscan sources And some general ideas to conclude this Little series uh, Or this little program today Now The early sources speak of, of The early Franciscans as living What's called the mixed life of contemplation and action. Now the Benedictines and other monastic communities prior to this in the West pretty much lived way out of town. But the Franciscans lived right on the edge of town so that they could go minister during the day and come back and pray at night. It was a new pattern from what was called the mendicant, and in Latin that means the open-handed movement, people who emptied themselves of themselves and depended entirely on God. So let's take a look at some descriptions of those early Franciscans living what's called the mixed life It says, considered in itself the contemplative life is better and more perfect than the active But the mixed life is preferable to the state of those who only live the contemplative life These are they giving themselves to contemplation of heavenly things when they have drawn from light and strength turned to others to instruct them in doctrine, to dispense the sacraments, and to communicate to their neighbor those truths which they have discovered for themselves in contemplation. He says, We say we may say that this mixed life was represented in the house of Martha by Christ himself. Martha has the least part. Mary has chosen the better, but Christ took both. Wow. And so those who perfectly follow Christ have not a part but the whole For not content with contemplation, they share their contemplation with others." We often hear the analogy that Martha is the active life and Mary is the contemplative life. Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better part, she won't be denied it, but he also revealed himself as the, the resurrection and the life to Martha. So the Franciscans would say, it's not so much that we want Martha and Mary as opposed to each other, we want both and both are brought together in the life of Jesus himself. This is like, we have to be an oasis in the desert. To live that full union with Jesus, we become water in the desert, like an oasis, and it's green. But there's people stranded out there in the desert, and they're thirsty, and they're dying of thirst, and we've got to go save them, we've got to bring them water. So what do you do? You fill your canteen up and you go out. Imagine if you will, a little circle. Here's the oasis. And you go out and you grab somebody there, and then you see somebody else, so you go over there. see somebody else, and you go over there. And if you stay out there and never come back to the desert, what happens? The canteen gets empty, and you die, and all the people you were trying to save die as well. So what you have to do is you have to go from the center of contemplation and union with Jesus. You take your canteen back out to people who are dying of thirst And you pick up one or two Then you bring them back to the oasis Of community, the sacraments, good teaching And then the fullness of the prayer life That we've been talking about in these programs So we have to be an oasis in the desert As it were, we overflow from prayer into ministry But it doesn't stop there You bring the people from ministry You go back to prayer Prayer is the source of our evangelizing. Many people, uh, they kind of become workaholics for Christ. They work all the time but they're not focused in prayer and then they wonder why there's no power in their ministry. All they end up doing is programs and programs don't save us, Jesus does. So Cardinal Jacques Vitry, he reminds us of this, he says, during the day, They go into the cities and villages, giving themselves over to the active life of the apostolate. At night, they return to the hermitage or withdraw into solitude to live the contemplative life. Wow, isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Thomas of Chilano says he frequently chose solitary places so that he could direct his mind completely to God. Yet he was not slothful about entering into the affairs of his neighbors. When he saw the time was opportune, he willingly took care of things pertaining to their salvation. His safest haven was prayer, not prayer of a single moment or presumptuous prayer. It was prayer of a long duration. If he began late, he would scarcely finish before morning, walking, sitting, eating, drinking. He was always intent on prayer. So evangelization Has to flow forth from prayer From this union with Jesus And all the different dimensions of It's a dynamic personal relationship Study, charismatic expressions And contemplative expressions I love this He made his whole time a holy leisure In which to inscribe wisdom in his heart Now, when visits of secular persons Or any of the business disturbed him he would interrupt his prayers rather than ending them and return to them again in his innermost being. Isn't that cool? So when you're doing ministry, you're going to get interrupted. It's the nature of ministry. Needs are going to come up. You've got to be active. As a matter of fact, you've got to be really active. You've got to be on fire. But it doesn't mean that you stop praying. And he says, listen to this. When therefore he was pressed by some business or was intent on a journey... He felt little by little certain touches of grace, infrequent snatches. So throughout the day, when you're in ministry, you've got to keep coming back to that prayer in order for your ministry to have power. But you can't maybe do it by taking the whole day. You've got work to do. So what do you do? You grab a little here. You grab a little there. But you do grab that prayer time. You don't just blow it off. You don't say, oh, I'm too busy. I'll just watch TV. Oh, I'll just put my, I'll drink a cup of coffee. I'll do this. There's time for recreation, but you got to really make that a time of prayer. Prayer. See, then your ministry is going to be empowered. He says, all his attention and affection he directed with his whole being, not so much praying as becoming a prayer. Wow. I love that quote. Francis, not so so much to pray, but to be a prayer. We are the letter, written not by ink and pen, but by the power of the Spirit, evangelizing. We are a prayer. When you break through to the Spirit, when you break through to contemplation, now, now, the essence of your being is simply intuiting the reality of this love union with Jesus everywhere you go. So, you are evangelizing because you are a prayer. How cool is that? I just think this stuff is so cool. And Francis said this. I love this quote. He says, The whole world is our cloister. Brother, body is our cell, and our soul is the hermit within. So, the world is our cloister. Our body is our our hermit cell, and the hermit is the soul within. You know who picked that up later? John Wesley. One of the founders of the Methodist movement in Protestantism He said, the world is our parish John Wesley, spent he, he rode over 40,000 miles on horseback in England alone Doing ministry That guy was busy, that guy was working, that guy was traveling He was going from village to village See, So the wor- it doesn't mean that there's this dichotomy between work and prayer So here's the deal we need not only programs, but we need power. See, if you're impregnated by the Holy Spirit, you go to prepare childbirth all you want. But if you're not impregnated with the Spirit, you go to those prepared childbirth classes, all you do is breathe hard. <laughs> See, you're not going to give birth to any babies, but if you're impregnated, those programs might help you. So we've got to have impregnation by the Spirit, We got to have prepared childbirth, but you got to make sure you're impregnated. Without that impregnation, those prepared childbirth classes, those programs aren't going to help you. Far too often in the church, we think evangelization is just a program. It's not, it's being empowered by the Spirit and sharing it with everybody. Let's take a moment and pray. Jesus. Impregnate us Empower us with your spirit And help us to be a walking prayer So that the world will be our cloister Our body will be our cell And our soul will be our hermit within Help us to bring your gospel in the way we speak And in the way we live Help us to be evangelized So that we can evangelize others Help me to be your evangelist, Jesus With gentleness and with wisdom we pray all these things in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with me, Jesus is going to touch your life and he's going to begin touching others' lives through you. I love you. All things are possible with God.
2: bread. Being of god
0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford tough vehicle at kaneford.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at woodhillcommunitycenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit Toyota on Nicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.